0: Welcome to the KBB View Podcast. I'm Andy Davis and this is Episode 7 of Season 7. Yes, it's the Magnificent 7 episode. Well, it is to me anyway. This week, we're going on a journey. A mysterious journey to the centre of the worth. Yeah, that doesn't really work, does it? Let's start again. This week, we're going on a journey. We're talking all about that most vital of experiences, the customer journey. It's a phrase that gets used a lot in KBB World, but today, we're going to meet a bathroom retailer that has put it at the heart of its whole strategy. So what does it mean? What are the steps of that journey? Where does it begin? And, interestingly, where does it end? We're meeting Michael Queen from Thistle Kitchens and Bathrooms in Aberdeen. But first... Speaking of journeys, it's another huge thanks to our very good friends at Heritage Bathrooms, our illustrious bathroom sponsor on the journey that is Season 7. As I'm sure you all know, Heritage has been a leader in UK bathroom products for nearly 40 years. They've just had the biggest launch in their history with five fabulous new looks, a wealth of new products and, of course, a brand new shiny brochure. You can find out all about it at heritagebathrooms.com and I'll put that link in the episode description. Right, let's look at the customer journey now by welcoming Michael Queen from Thistle Kitchens and Bathrooms up in Aberdeen. Hello, Michael.
1: Hi, Andy. Thanks very much for having me on today.
0: That's quite all right. I'm guessing it's a bit chilly up there at the moment.
1: Oh, it's it's actually turned a little bit milder. Hopefully, this is a sign of things of uh, changing and going into spring now.
0: Don't tell me that, Michael, because I just always think of Scotland as being cold and warm. <laughs> I can't help myself with every family holiday I've ever had. Okay, look, let's start with a bit of an overview with who you are and what you do, because Thistle... It's a really interesting business, has several arms to it. So give us a sort of 20-second explanation of, of Thistle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a sales and marketing director for Thistle. The company was formed back in 1995, and our first kind of introduction to the home improvement industry was with, with windows and doors as Thistle windows and conservatories. And in, in over time, we've we've grown, we've expanded, we've moved into other aspects of home improvements, and now, uh, almost 28 years later, we're the Thistle Home Improvements Group. That's where Thistle Kitchens and Bathrooms comes in, uh, officially formed as part of the group in 2016 and is probably the, the newest part of the group, but still benefits really from that you know 28 years plus experience of home improvements.
0: Yeah, so interesting. You have that complete package of things. Also looking at every aspect of the home constantly and moving into new areas when you need to. So it's, it's really, really good. I've got you on here today to talk in particular about the bathroom side of Thistle because, big congratulations to you, you're up for Bathroom Retailer of the Year at the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2023. So you must be so chuffed with that because I, I think it's your first time of entering. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's It really is a bit of a, a kind of a pinch-me moment still. The bathroom side of things really only came into play with the launch of our showroom, which was very well timed in the beginning of 2020. So <laughs> we've basically had a couple of years where for half of each year we weren't able to to effectively operate. So it, 2022 in particular was really exciting just because it was the first year where as a business we could actually get back to, to being a business again.
0: Again, you're pouring all those years of experience in the home into into that new arm of the business, which is so interesting. Uh, one of the things that stood out in your entry, and it's the reason why I've got you on here, was your almost forensic examination of the of the customer journey. And it's something you've really focused on in the last 12 months, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. I think it would be safe to say, and, and very fair to say, that the, the customer journey has always been something from the very beginning that's, that's underpinned everything that Thistle has done. It's been the the foundation of the service that we provide as well. One thing that we've learned from our 28 years in the home improvement industry is that that journey continues long past the sale. And it doesn't always involve a sale, but it's important that those journeys as well are seen as just as important and they all hold genuine value.
0: Before we get into the detail of, of, of what you've done and what that customer journey is, talk me through why you think it's so important to be that detailed about it, because you've really taken it step by step, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I think it's very important as a business to, to understand it at every step. And I think that the, the more you can, you can apply yourself to that understanding, it just enhances the memorability for the customer and ultimately the, the enjoyment of their experience as well.
0: Yes, and I think, you know, this is what independent retail is all about, isn't it? Really understanding what the customer wants. What's really good about it is when you explain it, it's all about how the customer feels. It's obvious that you see it as a very emotive experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Particularly with bathrooms, uh, I would say bathrooms are a very uh, emotive product when it comes to home improvements as well. It's one of the rooms that most people will, will start their day in and very close to ending their day will be will be there as well. Even just looking at it from a purchase point of view, it's always going to be a a significant investment for somebody, not just in in money, but also in time. And for something like that, I think you really have to, to have the ability to tap into that, to tap into the customer's emotions and the customer's feelings to give them the best outcome at the end of the day.
0: Let's talk that detail then. Let's let's get into the actual step by step bit of it. Where do you even start to plan that journey out? Because I think a lot of retailers, when they're planning a showroom, will think, okay, they come in here. We want them to go left. We want them to go right. We want them to look at this. Or look at that. Do you start with the sale? Do you start with the thanks very much for the money and kind of work backwards, or do you start at the showroom door opening and work forwards?
1: There's that very famous Steve Jobs quote: "You start with the customer and work backwards." I think that very much applies to what we do. Even when you look at the showroom, when we were looking at developing that, it wasn't a case of, you know, these are the products we have. How are we going to how are we going to build this showroom around the products? It it was very much what do customers want to see. And with with bathrooms, there is so much choice and understanding, you know, your customers wants and needs is is very much the foundation of, of everything you kind of build from there. So I'd very much say that we are in that line of thought working from the customer what they want and bringing that
0: backwards. And where do you think the customer journey starts? Because I think lots of people would go, okay, it's when they come in the showroom. But are you thinking, no, it's when they come on our website, it's when they look at our Instagram. Where do you officially start their journey?
1: I think it's fair to say that the journey starts before the showroom. That could start in a variety of different ways. It could start with something that's even completely unrelated to us as as a company. It could start with watching a television program about home renovations you could start with uh, reading an article in a in a magazine and I think it's it's structuring your presence around those influencing points at the beginning of that journey and trying to kind of tie the marketing as well into to best capturing that.
0: It's really where you see your front door I guess is your front door your website or is your front door the literal front door? Because most people will have looked at your website before they come to your literal front door.
1: Yeah, I guess that as much as the website probably is the first impression that many people get of Thistle, with our showroom, we've always tried to gear the website around getting that customer to the showroom. I feel that the only real way to get a true impression of who we are as a company and what we can offer is to step through those doors of the showroom. So I would say that the showroom is very much a key point in that journey where any previous interaction with this, albeit through the website or through advertisements, it's all designed to get that customer here and through the doors to start that in-person experience, which is so, so important to us.
0: Right, okay. So it resets when they come through the actual physical door.
1: Absolutely, yes, yeah.
0: Okay, so someone's done that. They've walked through the door. Step me through, in your head, the map. Step me through the journey from when they walk in the door. What happens in that Thistle Bathrooms customer journey?
1: So the most important thing for us, and it's honestly one of the most enjoyable things to observe, is when a customer initially comes through, they are greeted by a member of our team as quickly as possible. And before anything starts, they're offered a a cup of tea or coffee and it's always great to observe that because you get customers coming in and I think it's maybe reflective of the experience they have elsewhere but there's kind of almost that initial hesitation in that they feel they're almost being pounced on at that moment but it's immediately diffused when they understand that they're they're simply being offered a, a tea or coffee and you see that customer immediately change the way they're acting. And it's it's very much an icebreaker, but it also sets the tone of the experience we want in the showroom. It's a, a relaxed experience. It's a, an experience where we don't want customers to feel rushed. We don't want them to feel pressured. We want them to, to take in the showroom in their own time and in their own way. And so that's, that's very much the, the first thing. And our customers are very much left at that point hands-off to, to have a look through the showroom and naturally follow uh, the path that I think the showroom very, very well generates for customers to walk through. And and we've always, from the very beginning when we designed the showroom, it was a case of, we didn't want there to be an obvious path to go around the showroom, but we did want to sprinkle enough innovation and interesting ideas around the showroom to to naturally pull customers in in different ways. And by the end of that, journey around the showroom, which probably takes uh, the same amount of time as it would be to to properly enjoy a cup of tea or coffee. At that point, our intention is for the customer to have seen enough innovation and inspiration that they want to speak with a member of our team. So there's no need to prompt it. It's very much there. And and that's the beginning of what we feel is a a very organic conversation and relationship going forwards. It's not something that's been pressured. It's something that we've tried to to make the customer feel as comfortable with as possible. And they're very much in control of that experience all the way through. At that point, many customers will wish to engage with the the free design and quotation service. And that's either by booking an in-home measure or or leaving plans with the team. And once that process has taken place, the initial kind of designs behind the scenes, the customers are invited back into the showroom again. And for their return visit, we've always tried to make it feel very much as a personal welcoming back. It, and that's exemplified just through, as soon as that customer comes back into the showroom, the first thing they're greeted with above the reception desk is a, is a personalized welcome message on the, reception, on the reception screens. Again, that sets the tone for the next stage of the journey. It's a very personal stage of that journey where we've listened to our, our customer's uh, initial brief, and we're now beginning the walk through of the finalization of their bathroom design and i think it's very important at that stage that we've had that initial process that initial connection on their first visit that's now evolving into a into a closer relationship and that makes the design process certainly a lot easier because you have your customers that are very much relaxed and comfortable and willing to provide you with as much information in terms of their wants and needs as possible. And at the end of at the end of that initial presentation, the finalization of their design, the customer takes away a physical presentation pack with them. And um, so that includes information about us as a company, information about the next steps of their process. But it's also, it's also a very good way of capping the end of that design process it's a way that provides the customer, again, with everything they need to consider their decision in a way that makes sense to them. We're, we're never pressuring customers to make a decision at the end of any presentation. And for many customers, they do choose to take away that presentation pack to digest and, and properly think about the options as well. At that point, for many customers, that journey will result in proceeding through with their project, which is it's, is obviously what we aim for as a business. but. We also plan for the journeys that don't end in a sale. And as I kind of mentioned before, we do place the same amount of value on those journeys. And I think it's very important for companies to do so. One thing that we're very, very passionate about doing and we'll do in every single case is when a customer can't proceed with us, whether they've decided to go elsewhere, whether we've, in the very rare instance, we've not been able to meet their requirements or they're perhaps putting their plans on pause, we, we always send a, a written letter out right, to our customers to thank them for their time. We always feel that's very important. It's it's very much adding a, a conclusion to, to the journey uh, of that customer with us at that particular time. But I think when you're showing your customer that you've appreciated their time uh, and appreciated their investment just purely of their time, it does create the potential for a future journey. And that journey could be with that customer referring us to friends or family. It could be with that customer coming back to us in the future for another project. And I think how you handle yourselves and how you conclude the customer journey in those instances is just as important as
0: how you conclude them with a sale. I think that's such an interesting chapter and such an interesting close to the journey. As you say, it's a narrative, isn't it? It's a story that you're telling people, and all stories have to have a happy ending. Even if that happy ending isn't they go-ahead-with-the-deal, they've left with a, a very warm feeling about you, particularly for a company like yours that does lots of different home improvements. They'll come back to you again when they're doing the next thing. Let me take a few steps back with that, Michael, and go back to the, the journey around the showroom, because I'm wondering how you've choreographed that. You talk about them feeling inspired... I'm just wondering how closely you've choreographed each step of that so that they can see the things that you want them to see at the right time. Yeah, you know, Is there signage? Is there explanations? Is there POS that talks about these things? Or is it a very subliminal journey that you've planned for them?
1: I think there's always a value in leaving a little bit of mystery to the experience. Leaving a little bit of mystery is sometimes enough to to really kind of prompt questions and queries for the customer at the at the end of their their trip around the showroom but we do find as well that i think with with any particular display there's always a a base amount of information um, and a base amount of, of detail that you want a customer to be able to to get from that display without having to interact with a member of staff with the way we've structured this it's always in a way that if a customer was to engage with a member of our team for more information about any display, we're not giving them the, the the base description of what it is. They already have an understanding from what they've seen, but we're we're adding value, further value to that experience with with that display, and particularly with with the bathroom side of the showroom, one product that's that we, we've always been very, very excited about is the sun shower product, of which we have a few around the showroom. And that's always one where it, it definitely generates a level of customer intrigue to the point where, without fail, pretty much every customer that sees a sun shower in our showroom will, will ask about what it is and how it works. And it, it's a it's a very interesting and powerful product to demonstrate as well. So I would say it's it's very much a mix of the balance between providing genuine helpful and inspiration information inspirational information but also leaving enough to still make it interesting and add further value when a customer asks for further information and when they have to engage with a member of the team.
0: And I think that brings me on to my next question, really, which is, I think, not necessarily with how you've done it, but I think customer journeys can be so prescriptive sometimes that they're sort of almost trying to control the customer too much. You know, you have to build choice into that journey, don't you? Because there'll be some people that'll be happily led around in exactly the way that you want them to, but there'll be others that'll just go, no, I'm just looking, mate. thank you, that don't want to follow the journey. So your touch points, as you you describe them, have to be flexible.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think I think that's a really good point as well, Andy. This kind of overview of the customer journey and, and how companies should be involved in, in applying themselves to it, I think it's an issue not of being in control or trying to control the customer, but placing yourselves as the best possible guide to that customer and the best possible support to that customer when they choose to ask for that advice or support. Right. And as long as the customer is always in control of, of that choice, that ability to decide for themselves or to ask for advice and support, I think that's the, the, the key thing that works for us. It's it's that balance. You, you're never trying to, to really control the customer. You're trying to put them in control and setting yourself as their guide really, there for as much or as little support as as they require, and, and again, uh, no two customers are the same. Some will require more support. Some will, as you say, they'll they'll have what they want to do in their heads, and they'll 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 go and do that. And that's the most important thing. It's as you say, it's being flexible.
0: Yeah, and look, it's great that you have this very emotive, customer-centric uh, approach to that customer journey, and it's very well thought through, step by step by step, with that flexibility built in. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you're a business, right? So the ultimate goal at the end of that journey is a, a sale, and you've got plenty of plans to grow, and you know, you, you want your turnover. Over whatever to grow. This focus on the journey must be part of that business planning. I mean, this is a business strategy, isn't it? And you're confident that that trust and relationship you build with this is going to pay off with more business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think to be honest, we've we've already seen that in in kind of hard facts and figures as the the bathroom side of the business officially launched with the showroom at the beginning of 2020, particularly through 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 2020 and 2021 with all the other challenges the business was facing, the most appropriate way for us to to initially grow the bathroom side of the business was really engaging with our existing customers. And through those years... You can see, you can see the despite the challenges, we have the growth over 2020 and 21. But I kind of always thought in my head, you know, you're dealing with existing customers. They're the best customers you can be dealing with, really. They, they, they've already had a positive experience. They want to deal with you. So the real test for us was was 2022, uh, as really the first full year of proper business operations with the, the bathroom side of the business. And it, it was so exciting to come back in January this year because I, I knew that it was for the for the first time in a, in a good couple of years that I was able to look at our sales figures and really see a full proper year. And w- when you look at the 2022 figures, we've had a 60 percent increase in inquiries with our bathroom side of the business. But most importantly for us, despite us opening up that to a, a wider customer base, and most importantly customers that have never dealt with thistle before we've still maintained a very very healthy conversion rate of of one and two which uh, again just reiterates the importance of what we do and the importance that we place on the customer
0: journey well there you go proof in the pudding isn't it thank you so much for talking me through this today i think we've been on a journey together (laughs) today michael And the reason why I love it so much, what sets independent retailers apart to me is that focus on customer service, focus on the customer. And I think a lot of people have a customer journey, but they don't define it. Well, no. it's sort of in their head. They just kind of do it it's because it's so instinctive to them because that's what independent retailers do. But I think to define it like you have and to examine it in the way that you have is what makes it a little bit different. And you're really doing it as a business strategy as opposed to just an overwhelming feeling that you want to do right by the customer. That's what makes your story so interesting. Let's see what happens in April.
1: Thank Thank you,
0: yeah, thank you. I'll caveat this conversation by saying the judging is still ongoing, so the fact that I'm talking to you is not indicative of anything before anyone starts querying how it's all been fixed. Good luck, and I will see you in Cardiff in April. Excellent.
1: Thank you very much, Andy.
0: Thank you to Michael Queen from Thistle Kitchens and Bathrooms. I really enjoyed that. It's always great to hear the details, the minutiae of how retailers put their strategies together and differentiate themselves from competitors. Excellent stuff. Thank you again to Heritage Bathrooms for being our bathroom sponsor for Season 7. Don't forget to click along to heritagebathrooms.com to find out all about their latest launch. Seriously, they're very nice. And also, don't forget to book your tickets for the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2023. It's on Thursday, April the 20th in Cardiff. It's the biggest KBB event of 2023, and you can find out everything you need to know at kbbreview.com forward slash awards. I'll also put that link in the episode description. See you next time.